A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. You can live a long, healthy life if you're HIV positive. With the current treatments, we can get patients down to being undetectable. The array of options is so much greater today. U equals U. Undetectable equals untransmittable. If someone who's HIV positive, they're taking their medication, they're undetectable, they're not able to pass HIV to their partners. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your HIV treatment is their prevention. Get more information at doitforumc.org. Hey everyone, Scott Hansen here from NFL Red Zone. I hope you're checking out one hour of Five Yard Rush, one of the best podcasts on NFL football in the UK. Flagship show uh, on what is probably one of the most anticipated days in the fantasy world. Um, Scott Fishbowl started drafting today. Uh, and yesterday, I guess, was the second most anticipated with the JTT Cup starting yesterday, right? Murph, how are you? How are things? How are you looking? Oh, mate. I mean, uh, I'll be honest. Uh, it's fantasy Christmas, right? I say this every yep. year. It's fantasy football Christmas Day today. This is like the official start of the redraft season. It's, it's Scott Fish Bowl Day. Um, and then on top of that, you've got... Um, you know, you said JTT Cup. You've got all these charity leagues that are about to go, and and like yep. this is the this is the part where everyone starts to engage in fantasy football. So it is absolutely uh, amazing, and we've got so many more uh, amazing things coming up as well. And so yeah, it's just great. Like uh, I am slightly um, <laughs> I'm slightly hungover today. Um, Still. From, yeah, well, the thing is, as I I reckon yesterday I was probably still a bit drunk, even though I didn't drink yesterday. So that a stag do. <laughs> um, I didn't know if I was going to make the stag do. So Milo was was quite unwell the last yeah, uh, tail end yeah. the last week, and so I was touch and go if I was even going to go. And then he sort of cleared up and got better just in time for me to depart for three days. And it was great, best weather for it and everything. So uh, yeah, it was awesome. And I'm just looking forward to tonight's show. I think we're going to do something that I've we've done the last few years. 
uh, on this show, which is to break down some ADP as we're going into redraft now. People's yep. mindsets have changed. ADP's changing a lot. We're going to see who's rising, who's falling. Just get a sense of where the board is now. It's not going to help people in the Scott Fishpole drafts, but um, you you got to pick before me, even though we're both 106s. Um, who did. did you take in your uh, Scott Fishpole draft so far? What's your team looking like? I went out of the box. I went with Tom Brady. Ooh, yeah. So I lost... Um, who went? Let me have a quick shimmy here. The usual suspects, I guess, Alan Herbert, Jonathan Taylor, Patrick Mahomes. I guess I was I had a hope for Lamar Jackson to sit there at six. Wasn't there. A lot of talking in our pick six chat was about Joe Burrow. Um I don't know. I just wanted to do something a little different. I think Brady's was potentially QB three with this scoring format on last year's performance. Nothing's changed, the situation's okay. So um yeah, I picked up Brady. Also, we have a look at maybe the third, fourth. I can add a, a Leonard Fournette or a Mike Evans with him, and then potentially later on, even a Godwin or a Gage. So, um, yeah, I went that way. I, I'd prefer Brady with his consistency over a, a Dak or a, a Jalen Hurts or someone like that at that spot. So, um, yeah, that was me. It was quite controversial at the time. It was a bit of a stir in the chat. But, uh, hey, as the one and only Scott Fishbowl, we only get one guy a year, and we're lucky to have that one go. So I am not going to sit here and regret anybody I pick. Yeah, I think I think I think that's what you got to do in this format. Sorry, I'm just getting uh, uh getting <laughs> our, our, our word out there this evening, and there's a few new listeners tuning in, so I'm just making sure they can they can find us for the the giveaway that we're going to talk about in in just a second. Yeah. Um, but in terms of the um, a few people saying good evening, which is nice. Good evening, gents. Um, in terms of uh, the Scottish Bowl, so I was a bit contrarian. And went uh, Jonathan Taylor at the 106. I just feel like you can't really pass up a talent there. The first five picks were all, um, were all QBs. Uh, I was in a tough decision. I almost went Lamar Jackson. So for me, Lamar Jackson is probably the the QB one in this format if he's yeah. healthy and fit. Yeah. So uh, it was tough to pass him. Um, I didn't know how the rest of the room was going to be quarterbacks. There's mm-hmm. quite a few analysts in my in my draft room. It turns out they really all love quarterbacks. 15 went off the board in the top 20 picks. Um, so I, I on the way I've back, I took, I took Trey Lance Nine for QB 14 um, at 207. Okay. So I'm I'm happy with that, I think, um, because the tier below was really scary. So, like, for me, the choice was Lance or Stafford. I play, I play the win the tournament at the end of the play day. Play the upside, yeah. Hundred percent play the upside. This, I think you and I are going to. I mean, I for me when I play the Scottish Bowl, I play to go all out to win. It's first or last, right? It's first or playoffs, or it's yep. well, first of all the goal is always to make the playoffs. But at the end of the day, I also. But this year's changed. Fifty percent of the field will make the playoffs. Exactly that. So I think you, you have a fit, healthy lineup. You're probably in got good chance of getting in um so i i think for me i want to try and and play upside so for me i know where i know what stafford is i know what he's going to do um i think lance is, is a far more interesting pick um who i think has a potential to be a top three top four quarterback if if it all broke right with the rushing especially with the rushing first downs and he could also flop and be uh the qb 15 which i'm getting him at 14 so really i'm getting him probably near his near is is absolute worst so i don't mind that and we'll see what happens with with, with round three when that pops around might even be making that pick on there we'll see how uh 
Uh, we are still waiting on the two. We've just got through 112 and 2 1. Well, nice Kelsey and Jefferson on the turn, which I quite like. Yeah, that's um, a nice turn. But I think, uh, I think it's having the be... free one and the reversal means they pick up QB then. So, but yeah, it's interesting. Um, interesting. Yeah, exactly that. It is definitely <laughs> interesting. I mean, you know, we've mocked these for two, three weeks. And you look at it and you have a plan and you go, right, okay, this works, that don't work, this works. And go into it and you can chuck all of that mock draft, ADP data, all the things you've done, all the plans you had straight out the window. Because when it comes down to the real event, it gives you a, an idea. But so many people are trying, you, you're mock drafting with 11 other people and yourself. All 12 of you are trying something different. All 12 of you are trying to see if you can pull something off. And ultimately, you, you will or you won't. You get to the real thing and uh, it just changes a little bit. So... It, yeah, for me, it's fun to do the mocks and get to meet different people again and talk to different people, but it almost isn't comparable. It almost is a standalone draft, totally oh, isolated. 100%. I, and actually, I, I need to clarify that for some people that are watching this because some people don't know what the, the Scottish Bowl are. And there's a few people who are watching this who uh, have bought the playbook and thanks very much for doing that. And then they're going, um, you know, you talk about quarterbacks at the top of the board. And it's like in the book, you talk about sort of round five, round six. <laughs> Scottish Bowl is a super flex draft, which means you can start two quarterbacks, which drives the value all the way up the board. And yep. the Scottish Bowl is a very unique scoring where basically if your QB isn't completing 67% of his passes, he's actually going to lose points just through incompletions. So there's a completion and incompletion scoring. So if you've got inaccurate wild QBs... And there's also um, a six-point QB and a minus four for INTs. It is... yeah. Extreme on either end on QB scores. There was a year where um, I, th- I can't remember if it was James Winston or someone else. It must be James Winston. We put up like a negative thirty week or something. It would be like the Panthers that. week in London, probably. Yeah, probably something like was that. that with, this, with this scoring, so like <laughs> at, at the end of the day, like QBs aren't always a, a bang up starting play in Superflex, depending on who you have. So that's why QBs have run quickly on this board. That's why in my league, there's, I think 15 of the first 20 picks is excessive. Um, I definitely wasn't anticipating that. Um, I don't regret my pick, even knowing that I probably would have still gone Taylor over Lamar Jackson. Um, okay. But still, I think if, if I knew I was getting Lance, I definitely would have done it. Um, yeah. So if, if, if Lance had gone, I would if Lance had gone and I didn't have Lance there, I would have felt really sick. But I was thinking this morning, I was waking up thinking, I think Rogers could slide with no weapons there. He'd be attractive in round two. Um, I was thinking Kyler's on the slide. I thought he might fall into the late or late first, early second. And then if players start going other ways, you never know. Um, so anyway, that, that's I just, I just wanted to really clarify that. Guys like. Mac Jones, Davis Mills aren't going to be exceptional fancy players, but as you say, with the completion percentages, they've actually become more viable as a safety floor than someone like a Winston, who yeah. will win your weeks and lose your weeks. Exactly that. And I think that's what's so key with this. is, And like with the mocks and everything else, it, it's kind of like this format, you need a lot of luck to go your way to make it work. And I think that's yeah. uh, the beauty of it. And if you get the opportunity to play in the Scott Fishbowl, Satellites, I heard some news today that they're going to host sub on Underdog, which would be yeah. uh, slightly disappointing if it, if that is the only place they're going to do the satellites because 
that gives the opportunity. Like I think you've done satellites. I know I have. a lot yeah. of the five yard rush crew have done satellites. I know a lot of people in the UK have played the satellites. I'd be surprised if it's weird because it's not even available in all the states. No, I, I, I agree. I would, I would be disappointed, but and, uh, and I don't think it will be. But I've asked the question to see so, what's in going a year on. where he's ventured out from MFL and incorporated sleeper and so on for the main event. It seems weird that he narrowed the audience down. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think there'll be clarity on that in the coming days. So if you're listening to this, talking about this weird scoring format, and you know it isn't (laughs) for everybody, but just keep an eye on the satellites, and I'll post as much information as I can on my on my uh, channel or sorry, my Twitter handle. You'll do the same, uh, and we'll go from from there. So, but speaking of the charity tournament, so you know we've got some exciting news that we're going to talk about tonight, haven't we, Dan? We have. Guess I'd probably put it a very close second to Scott Fishbolt at the minute. I think it's going into its third year. Uh, it's gathered huge traction online. Um, they hosted an awesome Super Bowl party last February, uh, and that's the Warrior Bowl. Um, something that's just growing and growing, and I think something in up to like 20 different countries with participants and things like that. So, fantastic event again. Unique scoring, unique format, one that's out there to test and take people away from comfort zones and, and have multiple ways of approaching drafts with a, with a way to win. Um, but they're very, very near full. And the guys over at Warrior Bowl have been incredibly kind to us to give us a, a couple of spots that we can both give away potentially now and throughout the coming week online. So whether you're listening now live or whether you're going to watch it back, um, we're not excluding anybody. We're going to give everyone a, a fair opportunity fair crack at grabbing one if you're not already in absolutely so great uh you know greg and foley over at warrior bowl um i got to know them before uh <coughs> year one we've been a proud sponsor of theirs you know we co-hosted the uh draft event with them we give prizes away every year and they've become very good friends of mine and and you know we do anything we can to support uh, and as you say, it's a, it's a phenomenal tour. It's very close to my heart. I was uh, the runner-up in the inaugural year. Um, I was one half away from from winning it uh, nice. in its inaugural year, um, and finished as the runner-up to a, a great champion. Uh, so uh, it's a bittersweet, but to to be in a deep format and to be that close to winning it and being in the mix is it's a great thrill. Um, and I've always going to have a great place for it in my heart, but we were big backers of it before it happened, and we have great uh, respect for it for long after, uh, you know, long for many, many years. As long as they continue to want to partner with us, we will always partner with them, and they're great guys, and I think they've grown the field to over like almost 500 people this year, so it's a huge yeah. field, maybe even more. I don't even know what the actual number is. Um, starts drafting now. next Monday as well, right? That's it. So they're drafting next Monday. There's 10 spots remaining. They're not doing any more through signups. We have half of those spots. We're going to give away two tonight on the show. So we for are. those of you that have tuned in and uh, listening to this, trying to get a spot, whether you've listened to our show before or not, if you haven't listened to us, thank you very much for coming in. It's a pleasure to get to know you, and uh, hopefully we can continue to be part of your routine for weeks and months to come if you're very familiar and join in on the live stream this is a great opportunity to join uh an amazing op- uh, an amazing charity tournament that we've talked about so what we're going to do the two spots that we're going to give away tonight we're going to yes. talk about sleeper adps we're going to talk about yeah. risers and fallers and so what the question uh, i'm going to ask you we're going to give one spot away to the first person who can who can guess who is the largest 
uh, riser in ADP in the last month. One so QB, in two June, QB. In June. There's two players that have got the same right. So if you the first one to get one of these players right uh, will win a spot. Are we talking one QB or two QB? Let's just define that. One QB. So redraft standard ADP. Redraft. Standard yeah. redraft ADP. There are two players who have uh, risen a huge amount by over a round in rounds nine through 12. Okay. Um, so I, if you give us the first person to give us the name of one of those players, uh, we'll get a spot and we will announce it when we get to that section of the show, which will be probably in about 30 minutes time. Um, so rounds nine through 12 uh, in standard one QB redraft. And we're also going to give another spot to the person who gets the biggest, actually, no, we're going to, yeah, the biggest faller outside of Deshaun Watson, and Rob Gronkowski. I'm not going to make it that easy. I want it. <laughs> Because that'd be easy. That'd be so yeah. easy. Yeah. Um, not going to happen. So it rounds nine through 12. I've got a few guesses in the chat. The guesses you've got are those types of players. So, for example, Barkley, Terry McLaurin, their first three or four round players. We're talking about rounds nine through 12. So to give you, I'm going to give you a name who's not in contention here. Um, Ramadre Stevenson, Gordon. Uh, Chase Claypool, Kadarius Tony. There's a few names that are in that kind of round that we're talking or that range of players that we're talking about. So rounds nine through twelve in redraft ADP. One um we will give away um we will give away one spot for the person who gets either of the biggest risers first, uh, and, and one, one for the biggest faller who isn't. Yeah, who isn't Gronkowski or Watson because they are the biggest fallers. In fact, this this person's fallen almost as far as those two. Um, and, and, if there's, and then what happens is if, if no one gets, say, the faller, um, then it might be that we'll give that to the second person who gets it right, whatever. We're going to try okay. and give two spots away. Uh, and if we get no winners, then we'll, we'll, we'll do something at the very end of the show. So stay tuned all the way through. Um, so it's an interesting uh, question, uh, to say the least. I'm just yep. going to put the answers through because Dan doesn't even have the answers. <laughs> so I'm going to just Dan had a sure. really busy day today and he got this giant spreadsheet through of all this ADP data and went, hey, I'll get to that later. And then I hit about 10 past three and, well, you'd have thought there was a world war going on the way my phone blew up as SFBs <laughs> kicked off. Yeah, There's about 16 chats and messages and WhatsApp and draft notifications all coming through. Um, yeah, so... Dan hasn't studied this data in any great detail. No. So, well, that that's okay. Look, we're going to we're going to go through it all together, and we're going to learn a little bit about um, about what's going on in in the world of, of redraft. And, and I think it's it's really important to try and understand um, what's going on because you know people have been got their dynasty brains, and I've seen so many people say to you know on Twitter or, or to me that like, oh, I'm in I'm in dynasty mode. Um, and then snap out of it to... quickly, snap out of it it's, quickly. But it's not dynasty time now, no. And it is, you know, redraft is a completely different, different game. So, yep. like, at the end of the day, what we want to do is try and give <laughs> you some context in terms of what's going on here. Um, so it's some people saying, Bless Danny's, like, I'm too much of a newbie to know <laughs> these answers. 
Go on the sleeper, look at ADP and see yeah. who goes in rounds night. Do a mock draft. In fact, you've got time yeah. to do your own mock draft on sleeper With and the start AI. seeing who goes in between nine and twelve. You've got half who, an hour yeah. to go through. Who goes between nine and twelve and then go, okay, they thought they were later than that, or I thought they was earlier than that. That's it. Danny, you've bought the fantasy football playbook. I know that. So you can go through rankings and look at who's got that sort of ADP in the top 100, well, be outside the top 100 players. But, you know, you've got half an hour to try and uh, try and work this out. I can tell you now, uh, those of you that are in the chat, uh, ferociously um, guessing, and no one, no one's there. Um, you know what we've just done? Everyone's going to now open Sleeper. And just start working down the list of twelve round picks. They've still got to go through forty eight <laughs> players and try and guess the ADP. Um, I will say this as well that the um, you put in here that the you have to think outside the box for the faller. That's the, I'm going to give an That's extra clue. Stop. Leave it there. But I'm just saying yeah. you got to think outside the box because it's not. Uh, it's not. I don't think it's one that'll be uh, well expected. Um, so anyway, we're going to go through. We're going to go through this data now. Yes. Um, so, looking at this, and I half explain this. I've ordered this from. We're looking at data from uh, the second of June on Sleeper and the thirtieth of June, and so it's effectively, we're looking at the whole month for June minus minus one day, right? So, I think for me, this is a really good benchmark to see. The problem with early June data is it's got people's dynasty heads on, so you you'll see this as we go through players uh looking at the uh, say rookies this is do we see rookies go higher than they were going earlier and do we see rookies falling and we're going to go through some of that the hiv epidemic is not over hiv is still here the face of hiv is so diverse the biggest thing to reduce hiv stigma is just to talk about it testing and prep and hiv treatment and how effective it is today Undetectable equals untransmittable. Whether you're positive or negative, there's not a wrong door. Whether it's testing or whether it's treatment, do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about HIV testing, treatment, and prevention at doitforyoumc.org. You can live a long, healthy life if you're HIV positive. With the current treatments, we can get patients down to being undetectable. The array of options is so much greater today. You equals you. Undetectable equals untransmittable. If someone who's HIV positive, they're taking their medication, they're undetectable, they're not able to pass HIV to their partners. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your HIV treatment is their prevention. Get more information at doitforyoumc.org. And we're going to try and work out why. Some of this might be news-related. Some of this might be um, almost like buyer's remorse. Uh, on certain players. Some of these might be undervalued players that are correct into the mean. Some of them don't make any sense at all. And we're going to try and go through uh, go through all of this. So what I've done here is this is all the data that's pulled through. This looks like a bunch of numbers. Ultimately, what I want to do is focus on, on these. And we're going to look at mostly one QB, but we will touch on um, Superflex here. Just so this list it. here in rounds one through four, these are the biggest risers in the first four rounds of drafts. If you see here, T Higgins has jumped up half a round in the last month, which I find fascinating. He's now going off the board in the middle of the third round. He's one two, think, two on his team. Which is a pass-heavy team, but I just think he you're expecting him 
you really are drafting him at his absolute ceiling. And I, I, we both said this earlier that I thought um, where he was going now at 37, 38 is where he was going, which is sort of start of the fourth. I thought that was a bit rich. I think now you're looking at him and you're thinking, for me, if you're drafting a wide receiver there, he has to finish as a wide receiver one. Let's he go back last to. year because the comparison is uh, you pass heavy team with two wide receiver ones was Tampa with Evans and Godwin, who were both going within picks of each other, right? Yeah. Uh, Chase has obviously got a lead here. Is T. Higgins in that bracket of those guys? In yeah. a redraft? Uh, no. Uh, he's, he's not. Absolutely... He's not going to return Mike Evans' numbers. Yeah, he's absolutely not. Um, he's absolutely not for me anywhere <coughs> near those numbers. And I think that's half the, half the point is he's not anywhere near them. And so when you... When you think about this, and, and actually um, Rich uh, at Dynasty Island actually wrote uh, a piece on DLF uh, about him. It was actually really good. That For me, I think T. Higgins is a perennial wide receiver too. I think he's a good wide receiver too. Don't get me wrong. I think if T. Higgins is in the fifth round, I'm probably pretty happy um, to push push the button there. But we're talking about the mid-third now, and he's rising. So we could go even higher. I think the hype has got so far out of control. Like, for me, I can't see a path to T. Higgins being a wide receiver one. No. I can't see it. Other than an injury to Chase. Other than an injury to Chase. And you're banking in which on case, injury. Yeah, exactly, which even then I'm not. I'm still not sure. I'm no. still not sure that happens. I think Tyler Boyd... No, because even Tyler Boyd steps in. Yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. I, I, I just don't see a path where I can go comfortably. He's going to comfortably be... They've also brought in a pass-catching tight end in Hayden Hurst. Yeah, and then when you're looking at players that you can get, you know, just after him, like he's going four spots later than Mike Evans. He's going two spots later than Keenan Allen. These are the... One single ones. This is the players who you're you're just missing out on. Like, I just think... it's what Deontay Johnson's going eight pecks later. Wide receiver eight last year. Exactly PPR, yeah. <laughs> in a PPR league, it doesn't make any sense. Like it no. just does. That's what I mean. I think the hype's gone. The hype's gone a little bit much. Like even Metcalf, um, Metcalf's up there who, who you can get quite a few picks later. DJ Moore, you know, these are all players who you can get significantly later, which I just I just don't get. So that's one. Justin Herbert's seen a, a bit of a rise. Um, I think people are, are really buying into his potential. So he's going from sort of on the 3-4 turn to slightly in on the uh, in round three, which it for me, I'd rather just Justin Herbert over Patrick Mahomes, and even at the current cost. I still agree with that. I think I can I can get it. I'm not sure I will do it, but I, I do get it. Um, Brees Hall. So it's, it's a funny one, right? Brees Hall is going up quite significantly in redraft, but, uh, 1QB, but in Superflex, he's actually dropped a little bit in value. Um, I think people are just excited That's to see what he's he can up do. The ball earlier, right? Yeah, and look, his pick, his pick number here. We're talking about forty five, forty two. So you're talking about sort of mid to late fourth. And I think people are thinking he could be a, a running back one, and therefore people are quite keen to take a chance at that stage. Which I don't, I don't mind that. I think you can explain that. James Connor, I think, is is criminally undervalued. His price is going well, up. We're now talking. We're talking about the three four turn. I was going to look at a couple of backs there because a couple of backs in that first bit where you talked about dynasty heads changing to redraft head. 
and three of them stuck out. James Connor, Aaron Jones, and Leonard Fournette, all in that top bracket, all on the rise, all rightly on the rise as well. Yeah. Because in Dynasty, yeah, they are guys you, unless you're in a win-now mode, you probably do want to shy away from. In redraft, these are guys that could have really big years. James Conner was a, had a fantastic year last year. The offense was, they were design plays and design scores and design carries for him. That isn't going to change in that offense, especially with D-Hop being out. So no. Leonard Fournette lead back with zero competition in that backfield whatsoever to trouble him on the workload. Aaron Jones going to get loads of catching work with a lack of receivers. Uh, he may share some carry work, I guess, with Dylan, but you'd still expect him to, to put up reasonable numbers. So, yeah, yeah I think and, we're seeing Jones, that change in Jones mindset. Now, yeah, and he's now just snuck into the back end of the second round, which I, <laughs> I still think is very good value for, yeah. for, for Aaron Jones here. Now, I'm not really fussed. I'm just going to sort of switch tack. Anything that's kind of one either side, I'm not really that bothered yeah. about. It's just a, a bit of jockeying for position here. So when yeah. you're seeing these small numbers, that says, you know, they're, they're pretty yeah. flat. Yeah. These yeah. aren't overly um, important. So like Josh Allen dropping one place, Mark Andrews dropping a place, not overly important. There's a, there's a couple of real standouts here. The first one's right at the top of the board, and he's the first major player here which is Dalvin Cook. So a month ago, Dalvin Cook was going at four, and now he's going at seven. Okay. Which is quite, in the first round, to see that much of a, of a shift yeah. is huge. There are a lot of people that are cashing out on on Dalvin Cook in, in redraft and are plumping for Eckler, who's jumped ahead of him. They're jumping for Cup, who's ahead of him. And they've jumped for Derek Henry, which in, yeah. in, in, in all those instances... I completely get because that's where I have all those three players are above Dalvin Cook for me. I just think it's interesting that in a month he's gone from being the 104 to the 107. And in the it's very rare you'll see a huge ADP change in a round one player. Like that's probably the biggest yeah. round one change you're going to to see um in quite some time. And I think he can fall from there. So he's getting to the point now where Dalvin Cook is almost a value in the first round, which is a mad thing to say. If he stays fit, yeah, if he stays healthy, which he won't. But, but, but if he does, if you're, in the back end, if you're in the back end of the first round, I think you've got to take a swing. Yeah. Um, and I think you're getting into you're getting into the territory now where he is well worth some consideration. If I just flip this back to the the normal ADP, right? In fact, let's take the most recent ADP because that's what we're talking about here. So. I mean, look, he's kind of on par with Najee Harris. I expect people to take Najee Harris over Dalvin Cook. Um, so I think they'll switch positions. So okay. then you're talking about Joe Mixon, and then you've got quite a drop here to the Swift Chubb Kamara tier. Yeah. We know Dalvin Cook, if he remains fit, is a league winner. It's yes. just, it is that injury concern. I can 100% understand people fading. Um, Dalvin Cook and I can see that's why I think Najee Harris will jump him in ADP when we probably get a next day to jump I wouldn't be surprised to see these flip um, but I think it's interesting if he holds to around that Mixon value and if people take Mixon over Cook I think if you're in the back end of round one in drafts I do think Dalvin Cook is interesting I do think he's really interesting at the back end of the first round he's someone that would get my attention there massively Um so he's a big faller. Darren Waller's a big faller. Amari Cooper, we can understand 
um, given yeah. the Deshaun Watson business. So that makes a lot of sense. Patrick Mahomes is an interesting one in the sense of he's still holding at QB2, but we're at the point now where Justin Herbert is really close in ADP. So in the most recent ADP, they're back-to-back. Okay. Yeah, really close. And we're at the point now where, I mean, in my rankings, I have Herbert over... I have Herbert over um, over Holmes, and I Me get too. it. So it's not a big surprise. I think people are realizing that. Do they think Patrick Mahomes is is a is a is a league winner? The one that shocks me in all this is Antonio Gibson. I yes. don't know why Antonio Gibson has dropped half a round because nothing has changed. He's still in the same situation. He's still the lead back. Granted, they're not the best offense in the world. Yeah, but. I don't understand why he has dropped. He's round about. I think he's what RB eighteen. I think now it says uh, 16, sixteen, but that was his. Well, that was his June beginning okay. of June ADP. Right. So I think in late, I think I think he's been jumped by a, a couple more running packs there. Um, let's have a look. Yeah, look, he's been jumped by Montgomery, who's jumped him. He's been jumped by Connor, and he's been jumped by Acres. So he's actually jumped. He's he's actually fallen three spots. He's now like RB nineteen, which I think now he's a value. I think he's a value in the fourth round. Just quickly, Ralph, before we carry on, I'm just going to say everybody that's throwing guesses into the chat. Thank you. Uh, nobody's yeah. right as of yet. Wow. Yes. So uh, there's been some good names in there, and some surprising ones, but none of them, and they're ups and downs, but none of them are the top guys at their spots. So. Someone put Barkey's Goodwin. <laughs> I don't even think he's got a team, is he, at the moment? He might do. I can't uh, remember. No, no, um, no. Are there any other questions? Like, but yeah, I think Antonio Gibson, I think, is is a value. Like, I don't understand why he's fallen nearly half a round. He's going to be an RB2 on a roster. And he's, you're picking him up where? You're picking him... Late. Your fourth? fourth. Early fourth. And a one QB. Not a super flex. No. Superfix, you get two QBs, two running backs, Bosch, end of the fourth, love well, the job. Well, here's the weird thing. So this is where players that play have <laughs> he's remained flat. Pretty much, yeah. So he's, he's, he's remained flat in a in a superflex. Yeah. <laughs> but redraft one QB, people have gone, no, they're out. And I find that fascinating that he's changed he's changed that much. Um yeah, I, I, I don't have an answer to it. I really don't. I do think it's interesting. I d- if some, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't have an answer as to w- why that is. I mean, but the thing I would say in these rounds is very rarely do you get major shifts. So this is why I'm talking about Antonio Gibson. In the first four rounds, these ADPs tend to be pretty. Could it be that McKissick solid. resigned? Obviously, McKissick was on the way out the door to Buffalo. Oh, and yeah, but I think that was always going to happen, wasn't it? Like, I, I think so. Yeah, I, I don't, don't think they like, would have had. Such a big swing. I think that gives him a two-three spot swing, not half a round swing. If that, yeah, it's a strange one. I don't, I don't get that personally. Um, I think you don't get these big swings, and when you do, it's a play like Cooper, which you understand because he's going to be tied to. He's going to be tied. He's going to be tied to Teddy Bridgewater for most of the season. Um, Dalvin Cook is is an is really interesting why he's fallen so much. Um, certain players here, like AJ Brown, I think the hype of the draft is sort of gone. 
and there's a bit yeah. of realization. Realization is now got Jalen Hurts. Yeah, yeah, exactly that. So we've talked about it before on here. Yeah. Um, I think the J.K. Dobbins hate has got to stop. I don't know what is going on with his ADP, but how can people have J.K. Just Dobbins at the back concern, end of the fourth round? Just coming back off injury, I guess. Back end of the fourth no. round. I yeah. that's madness to me that he's there. Madness. Yeah. Um, Pitts yeah. is an interesting one. Down a couple in wide and QB and up a couple in Superflex. Yeah. Again, it shows you the different audiences of players, right? So the thing I like about the redraft and the reason I put the two in here, right? We'll pull the, the redraft numbers up is I redraft players typically, and I don't want to cause any offenses, are a little bit more mature and serious because they're playing a more complicated format. So I do find their ADP interesting. Like Aaron Jones taking that huge a jump. Again, all the noise is coming out is that people have been wrongly undervaluing him all summer. James Connor, the same. These players have been criminally undervalued all summer long and are now people have caught up in redraft. And I think it's really interesting to start seeing what I call the cream rising to the crop. We All these players we've talked about, Dan, for weeks have been criminally under, uh, undervalued. Leonard Fournette, C.D. Lamb. So the other one I've seen a million, I don't know where he is to say I haven't looked at the data, is Damian Harris. In a um, very similar situation with James Well, he's, he's in rounds five to eight, so we're going to get Further to down, yeah, yeah. So I'm just going to see if he's got a parallel yeah. sort of increase. Because he should exactly. have. He should do. But this is where things are really interesting. Like, people are fading Cam Akers a lot, in, in, a lot more in Superflex than they are in... One QB, and again, mm-hmm. I think these players have realised that actually the body of work on Cam Akers isn't all that much. Um, I find it really interesting that they have faded Austin Eckler in Superflex, but he's gaining in redraft. I find that fascinating. Maybe that's the the fear of QBs, and maybe if I filter just by QB, um, we can see if there's any correlation to that. So. Uh, let's see. There's only four QBs going. If I looked at the Superflex data, okay. it's because it's not quite complete. Um, if I cheat here and just go into here, see. Um, let's see. QB5, Burrow flat, flat, flat. Prescott's taken a dive in Superflex. No, it's not QBs. Well. That's strange. See, that's yeah. strange. Strange that he's taken a bit of a dive uh, there. So this is why this data is really fascinating. I think it just it just gives you a bit of context as to player player movement and going. Okay, so why are people fading Cam Akers? That's going to give me something to think about in my next draft. I know why. I've got a strong opinion on that. But George Kittle the same. But Austin Eckler, you know, I'm going to walk away from this conversation and go. I need to probably have a think on. Uh, I need to have a think. On, on Austin Eckler um, and have a look. AJ Brown, 100% there. Najee Harris, I think, is interesting that he's fallen a little bit as well. Um, so if I look at the risers at running back... Eckler went first round in my SFB, just to let you know. Yeah. At pick nine. So if we look at the if we look at the Superflex data yeah. here, um, it's Alan Taylor, Mahomes, Herbert, Lamar Jackson... Yeah, Cooper Cup, Austin Eckler, yep. Christian McCaffrey, Justin Jefferson, Najee Harris, Jamar Chase, Derek Henry. Derek Henry's going at the back end of the first in the Superflex. I said, Davin Cook's a second round pick. 
fascinating, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. It's weird. It's, it's, it's last year. Was it was it the year before last? It was CMC, Henry and Cook. Bosh, one, yeah. two, three. And then followed by Barkley and Zeke. I think it was last year, Barkley and Zeke. That was his top five. I'm just checking if there's anyone else in there that's skewing. Yeah, see, look, Burrow. It's because you got Burrow and, and Kyler Murray in there. Uh, and then that Prescott. And Russell Wilson, so that's what's kind of pushing some of those players mm-hmm. down. But still, it shows that people are, are really sort of panicking and um, taking QBs as early as they can in the Superflex to the point where they're almost they're almost being overvalued. So I think there's some steals there. So yeah. the key takeaways there for me is is people uh, are too high on Higgins, and people need to probably watch that a little bit um, mm-hmm. and just check your check what you're getting there because I I don't see where he is at cost and think that's worthwhile. We'll get to the point where Justin Herbert's probably going to go before Patrick Mahomes step back to back. Not too long, I think. Before I can understand that. You see, I can hundred percent understand it. But I think yeah. if you are a Justin Herbert fan, you're going to have to get in your head that you're taking him in round three, yeah. which for some people that's going to be too much cost. It is yeah. for me. I'll be honest. So if you had grand designs of getting Herbert in the fourth or fifth, I think you're probably going to need to start rolling it out. People are gambling on Priest Hall. People have wised up on James Connor and Leonard Fournette. Um, so these players are going well above. People are buying CD Lamb. And people are fading Dalvin Cook and fading Antonio Gibson and fading Patrick Mahomes. To the point where I think all those players... Well, I don't think Mahomes is a value, but I do think Gibson and Cook, for me, are good values now. So do you have any other thoughts based on what we've just talked about? Um, No, I think injuries... Do come into it. Um, how people are factoring back. Bebo's on the drop in both, and I think that's a lot of their expectation as to can he perform. Also, the QB uncertainty there. Um, Javante Williams is on the fall in both. That's because he isn't a lead back, and we keep <laughs> I keep mentioning this we every do. week. Keep him going down. He's still probably about a half around too far, so keep him going. It's fine. Um, no, it's just. Fascinating now. We are all entitled to sexual health, just as much as physical and mental health. We want to make it easier for folks to find resources. However they engage with us, there's no wrong door. So it's important that people are able to get access to care that is affirming. Talking about what their sex life is, about their concerns, and to make sure they're healthy. Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your sexual health matters. Visit doitforyoumc.org. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Most of them are explainable. Even Darren Waller, they've brought in... Devontae Adams. It's bound to happen. The targets are going to be taken away. There's injury concerns. There's QB uncertainty for some of these or new situations for these guys. Um, I'm surprised Metcalf isn't down further. Metcalf's only down half a position. He's practically stagnant in both. I th- yeah, I, th- I think uh, it's I think it's because they see him being the volume guy, which I kind of get. Like, I kind of get it. I don't think I would be in that far with him, but... Also, um, there was talk about them looking at potential trades for Lockett and things like that. So maybe that's on the hope that that may come through, in which case you've got a, a buy there. But 
if they're both on the field, they're going to be similar again. So, especially as Lockett, you know, he had that relationship with Russell Wilson that was so tight that he was Russell Wilson's sort of guy in the mm-hmm. clutch situation so often. And we can expect people to probably fade Lockett now because that relationship is no longer there. And yep. it's a new guy, new opportunity. So it's going to be an interesting one to, to watch. Um, Murph, I'm no going to show you some of his answers just quickly. Yeah, I'm just going to give some people an idea of what's coming up. So we've got Tannehill, Gabriel Davis, nope, Seattle, no, that was about Rashad White, Jerry Judy, Greg the Leg, interesting choice. Elijah Mitchell, too high in the draft. Cam Brait is a really good guess, I actually think, with the Gronk yeah. news. Uh, Alec Pierce, Juju's been mentioned a few times. Uh, Kareem Hunt and someone says Ingram. They're both up and down. <laughs> but so all of I them, think, sadly, wrong. Yeah, they are all wrong, so no one's got it yet. I, I will say this. Um, there was some good thinking outside the box there with a few people. There was. Continue to think outside the box. Um, especially with the fall, I think outside the box, there was definitely one answer that I felt was, I'm not going to give a clue. Banging on the door. I think, yeah, yeah, it was definitely sort of banging on the door there. Um, That was well outside the box. That kind of made some sense. And yeah, was close. I would say with the uh, risers, I wouldn't say any of these are particularly knocking on the door. Um, Yeah, I would, I would say just keep going uh, with the, with the risers. I think just think about um, players who have moved into a different situation than they were in last year. So, and you yeah. can interpret that however you want with either player, but they're rising. Jason Hill gone from QB to tight end. <laughs> but they've gone, they're in different situations than they were in for different reasons. Yeah. Um, so give that some thought that, that's why they're they're rising. I think both their ADPs are higher than they were last yeah. year. I think that's probably a fair. They probably should be as well. To be yeah, fair. and probably should be. Um, yeah. I would say this one here. It's not right, but you're kind of now. That's that's the first answer in for risers. I would say is is in the realm. Just giving a little tease. Cool. Um, Paul Michael right. Garston, who's listening, has had every guess under the sun. We're gonna yeah. we're gonna go do uh, yes. my favorite answer of the night. By the way, thanks very oh, much. I just switched them off. I love that. So yeah, let's talk <laughs> about uh, rounds five through eight quickly. I'm gonna be yeah. blitzing through this. I think because I spent more time at the top board, which is important. I think it's more important to spend time at the top board. There, you're safer picks. Um, there's a lot more movement in this range. So we're looking at these are the sorts of players in. Right, so this is go get your guy range now. You've set your bulk of your roster. And you're now looking at building how you want it to be. So this is go get your guy time. So you'd expect to see a little bit of a variance in these, right? Yeah. And so the biggest riser, someone actually put this guess in the chat for the biggest riser in rounds 9 through 12. Um, And actually, it's a really good guess because he has risen to the rounds 5 through 8 as a result, which is Rashad Bateman. He's jumped up two-thirds of a round. So, <laughs> Michael's gone if you don't buy a raffle ticket. 100%. There's no limit on the guessing. Keep guessing. No one's got it yet. Um, Rashad Bateman is a huge riser. Um, he's gone up two-thirds of a round, and it's understandable with the trade, and people are buying in now. People buying in on Rashad Bateman, and I get it. I think he's good value, even now at 83, 84. So, you talk about... 72, 84. So you're talking about around back end of round seven, sort of the seven, eight turn. 
I still think that's not bad range for him. Um, Brandon Cooks, people buying in at last. This is the first year I'm going to see Brandon Cooks ADP like touch. Where should be? He's in the sixth round. He's been criminally yeah. undervalued for so many years. Eighth round. Yeah. I draft so much Brandon Cooks every year in the eighth round. It's it's almost like my it's a it's a punchline because he's always criminally undervalued. Um, Daniel Mooney's another one criminally undervalued at seventy four point six. Who else is getting the ball there other than Cole Komet? It could be anyone else. Like criminally undervalued. Um, yeah. So people are, are correcting these um, quite a bit here. Mike um, Williams with a huge jump there. Mike Williams is bizarre. His ADP is probably the most like a heartbeat. It just goes up and down, up and down. Look, he's in, in redraft Superflex, he's gone up over a round. Yeah. It's balmy. His ADP in in redraft is not far off what it is in 1QB. In Superflex, it's not far off what it is in 1QB. Mm-hmm. Pittman as well. They're t- 10 picks is... is Crazy. I get why Pittman is going up. I mean, again, play was over. You love Pittman, so I do. Yeah, but it's a situation see. change. He hasn't obviously, but he's brought in AQB with the aim of finding the ball. Yeah, <laughs> and brought in no competition for his targets either. Alec Pierce could potentially be great, but he's not going to be a wide receiver one on that roster. Yeah, absolutely. So you look at these players, Court and Sutton. I think people are are fading Jerry Judy. Let's see if I'm. So people are fading Jerry Judy to the point that Judy and Sutton are very, very close in ADP now. Um, Sutton should be ahead of Judy. Sutton's at 54. Judy is at 53. So they're almost back to back now. Yeah. And I think I think that reverse will happen um, or it'll be very close to. Um, Tom Brady. It's very similar to Ayak and Debo, Debo last year, right? Ayak yeah. came into the year, Debo off his injury, um, and they gradually leveled out. Um it seems, especially with the injury from Cortland Sutton, it feels a very similar situation. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Tom Brady has been criminally undervalued all off-season. Yep. Again, he's going up a third of a round. Uh, I expect that to continue to rise. Etienne, I now expect this ATP to go stratospheric. He's gone up four spots to... He's on the turn. He's on the 4-5 the turn. I expect him to probably move up nearer to round three because the injury concern, but now it's starting to come out that he's likely to play some part in the prison. So I think that's, you'll see that sky high soon. Um, Devonta Smith. So people buying the cheaper wide receiver in Philly. Um, So his is correlating almost directly to AJ Brown's fall, which is makes sense for me. I would buy the cheaper of those two receivers. Cordell Patterson, people realizing that, there isn't anyone else in Atlanta. Gabe Davis is a guy I love. I get that 100%. So it's interesting to see some of these some of these risers. Um, fallers, uh, the big one here is Garrett Wilson. And I put this in the five-yard chat earlier. And I think this, this is realization of dynasty players perhaps getting a little overexcited and playing dynasty mode too much. Yeah. And now we're looking at redraft and it's correcting back. I don't think I'm touching... Garrett Wilson at any of these ADPs. No. Nope. I just don't think it's enough for me to watch. Most of the rookies are down. Alave's down as well. Uh, Garrett Wilson's down. Traylon Burks is down. And I do think that is that shift from dynasty minding to, to redraft mind, as you say. Yeah, absolutely. So I think there's a few people that are really uh, are really kicking in now. Um, 
So, and I, th- I think you're going to see this across the boards. Burks has fallen um, considerably yeah. as well. Um, these guys are getting very close to that. That's the round nine through 12 range, which is why I think I feel more comfortable taking these rookie wide receivers. I don't think there's anyone here. The Godwin one. There, the one I was off, sorry, the one I mentioned earlier is Damien Harris. Yeah, He's so down. Damien Harris is, is falling, um, yeah. which I think is baffling. I'm with you. Running about 26, he's going outside the top 24. Um, I think he's due some touchdown regression, and I put yeah. that in the chat and, and, and in the book and think, I get it, but I still think he's... Still a safe floor player that round. I I agree with you. Um, I, I think he is someone who um, is well worth his value. Uh, this one, by the way, Chris Godwin, this is about to go catastrophically high because um, I've been saying all along on this show that I did not believe he was going to be out for four to six weeks. Uh, it looks like he's in contention to maybe play uh, week one. We are all entitled to sexual health, just as much as physical and mental health. We want to make it easier for folks to find resources. However they engage with us, there's no wrong door. So it's important that people are able to get access to care that is affirming. Talking about what their sex life is, about their concerns, and to make sure they're healthy. Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your sexual health matters. Visit doitforyoumc.org. I doubt he plays week one. I've always said I don't think he'll play week one, but... If he's back by week two, week three, mm-hmm. cost you're getting him now in the, in the sixth round or fifth round uh, is nuts. And he's falling to almost the back end of the fifth round. I'm buying Chris Godwin all day long. You can get, and it's now getting to, and we don't talk about stacking in redraft too often, but I think all those Bucks players at, at cost are a value. I think Fournette is a huge value. I think Brady's a huge value. <coughs> I think Chris yep. Godwin's a huge value. And I think you can build that Bucks stack with a huge value. Um, you're not having to reach for those guys. They're falling. Uh, Tom Brady's risen in drafts, but he's still too low. I'm but those guys to are... On the clock in the JTT Cup. So I'm about to add a box stack. I've just gone on the clock in the JTT stack. Uh, so I'm about to add a box stack. How funny. <laughs> so, so have I. Um, oh, Evans is gone. I took Brady, and I was hoping on my next turn at the one I won to take Evans and Fournette and really hammer that home. But uh, mate, Evans is gone. So. I'm taking your mate, by the way, now. Not Jerry Judy. Don't do it. No, no, no. I'm taking someone you love. We just talked about how much you love <laughs> Michael Pittman. Michael Pittman's joined the you team. You will not be disappointed, sir. No, no, no. He's paired up with Deontay Johnson. They're my one-two combo. Nice. Um, I've got two wide receivers, two running backs, two quarterbacks in my JTC nice. draft so far. So I'm quite happy with that. It's a crowd. Anyway. Um, we digress. Yeah. All the, all the rookies have fallen here. Uh, yep. Cream Hunt, potential cut risk uh, here. So that's pretty much all there is. Him feeling flat, I think he he for me is a huge value. Um, Drake London is is outside of um, Brees Hall, the only rookie that's kind of uh, risen up. Although Drake London is uh, barely raised, but he sends uh, tends to trend. He's bucking that trend of wide receivers who are um, falling, which is interesting. So. I just got back to the notes and poor Michael's been going and going and going again. Is that bad? Is he exhausted now? But um, we, it's no we do not have yet. a right answer yet. No, we've okay. got, got let so me give you an gonna... idea. We've got Cole Komet, Eamon Rasson, Brown, Baker Mayfield, James wow. Cook. The fact uh, that people are still tuning in and listening, Lance I hope they're finding Jack, the, the James Proche. I'm going to check the Daniel Twitter because I know some people are writing. Uh, Amari Rogers. 
Uh, Remember, guys, this is riser and faller from rounds nine to twelve. So if we mention the player, they're not there already. This is the latter rounds which you're going to get onto. Absolutely. There's two players that are rising. Um, should we give away our position on the risers? So yeah, because ah, oh, I tell you what, this is hit the crossbar almost on the risers. Smidge. Really close. You, not yeah. So I think you you kind of. This for me is like thinking risers. So we're going to give it a couple of minutes. Oh, Michael's um, on Jamea way now. So this is this is this is this is for risers. That's the yeah. that's the crossbar for risers. Fallers. I'm going to go back, back to the other one. Comment? I am going to go back to the other comment because I'm desperate to give these spots away. People have been listening and guessing away, and this is why ADP is so much fun. Uh, this one, Gary Thorpe. That's your crossbar bet for Faller. That is Remember, a post ding right there. Rounds nine through twelve. That's the key here. Rounds nine through twelve. Um, so MVS is your crossbar bet for risers. Greg Sirline is your crossbar bet for um, for Fallers. So if you're listening in the chat and you're still with us and you're still guessing away, two Warrior Bowl spots. Think of players. You, you are. Um, <laughs> Mr. Gambers must have missed the start. Yes. Is this you missed the five minutes at the start. Two Warrior Bowl spots, one for each correct answer. Right. Um, and there's two risers. So you've got a two in however many chance of getting those. There's two with the exactly same ADP. We'll take the correct answer for either. In fact, at this stage, because we're one potentially the, the number one in his position on his roster, right? Uh, one is potentially the number one, uh, yeah, the number one at his roster. Uh, number yeah. one, but he's definitely the one. It's definitely the one on his team. One is definitely the one mm-hmm. on his team. The other one... Landry's a good shout, but wrong. Yeah, a bit too late, but uh, yeah, it's definitely definitely been a shout. I'd, I'd say they're both ones on their team. Yeah, they probably are. They're both the, they're both the number one player on their team. At their position. In, at their on position. Their roster. Yeah. 100% they are. Devontae Parker, again, decent shout. Not quite right. We're getting, so, we're getting Danny, closer now. Danny, 100% spot on, but I did say I'm not counting Deshaun Watson <coughs> because uh, that was too obvious. So him and Gronk were the two uh, that that were the big fallers. Uh, but yeah, we said we're not counting those two. Um, in, Danny, you missed the, you must have missed the bit where I said there that Greg Zerline was the crossbar pick uh, for rounds 9 through 12. So um, think along the lines of of Greg Zerline um, and for the risers uh, MVS. So again, both number one on their team, um, both number one on their team at their position. Russell Gage, again, right idea. Not a number one. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's not the one on his team, but he's no. someone that I think is is risen. I'm just trying to. Um, we're going to fill for time until hopefully someone gets these answers. Yes, finally. Ah, <laughs> oh, yes. He means Kirk Cousins. Uh, he doesn't. At Please all. don't tell me you mean Kirk. Oh, <laughs> right. Do me a favor. Drop me your. Uh, drop me a DM on Twitter and make sure. I've got all the correct details to forward to the Warrior Bowl uh, guys. Oh, do you know what's funny is he's just, uh, I'm not going to say it actually. Um, but yeah, it's quite funny actually what's happened in the chat. Um, Christian Kirk. Christian Kirk is one of them. There is another one. Um, there is. And this is a faller we're after. And there is a faller. So whoever gets the faller, 
Um, Should we just repost a little clue for the faller? Uh, yeah, so we talked about... I'm, I'm not going to scroll up through the, through the chat. Uh, oh, I tell you what, if we don't... I tell you what, if we don't get... A faller? If we don't get a faller in the next minute, Oof. we have someone who can claim the other spot. Here's your clue. Faller. ADP rounds nine to twelve. We're gonna give it one minute. So we're about twenty seconds in. To that. <laughs> so uh yeah. If not, I have the other spot that we can give away because the other rise has been picked. Um, yeah, it, has. Well it has been picked and it was actually picked by by um Mr. Borman slips and fantasy football who just got Kirk, but then someone else uh, also got it. Oh no, not seeing it. Read the clues guys. Uh, yeah. I mean, to be honest, I, I'm not giving any more clues. We've, we've gone pretty, uh, pretty far. 10, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Nah, not going to get it. Right. Out. Wrong one. Glass Lazard was the other riser. Gary, congratulations. You've got the other Warrior Bowl spot. Um, Jump me a DM on Twitter and get all your details and make sure I get that over to you. Those of you that missed out, thanks very much for playing. There is still three spots to give away. Uh, I'm going to take keep guessing. Oh, look. Right behind. No, it's Gary. Oh, it's Gary. Gary's rightly won his place as well. Well done, Gary. Well done, Gary. (laughs) Gary's there. That's it. That's the fall. It's, it's Justin Tucker. Um, oh, Gary says he's already got a spot. <laughs> he says, give it to Michael. <laughs> I, do you know what? With the amount of guesses that, that, that Michael's had, I, I'm okay with that as well. So, um, Michael, get in touch via oh, uh, the DMs. Um, Gary has kindly won you a spot in the Warrior Bowl. Michael weren't it, to be it, fair. To be fair, Michael. <laughs> he was nowhere near any of the guesses, but... <laughs> Uh, this... Gary, if you don't Michael, Michael, we don't know Gary. Please meet each other. Yeah, be definitely fun. go and have a beer. If you're going to the <laughs> yeah. uh, if you're going to the UK FFC, um, then try and have a beer with each other. And if you're not, definitely go next year and uh, and and chat. There you go. See that we've made, for those of you that missed out. Just quickly, UK FFC will have the last two spots available in our raffle. I know Murph's got a couple more spots we're going to give away during the week. Yeah. So you keep an eye out on those on the Twitter. But we will have two more spots, the last two spots to give away. As well. Yeah, a hundred percent. And and listen, for the three who it, there's three spots we've still got to give away. So we're going to tell you now how you can win those. And this is for those listening to the podcast um, as well. If you listen to the audio and you're sort of just going, "What is all this about?" Watch the video; you've had fun. <laughs> um, and I do recommend you watch the video because obviously the date is up on the screen. If you are watching the, um, if you're listening to this on audio, or if you catch up, or uh, whatever it might be, the three spots. Um, when this episode comes out um, on the podcast version, which will hopefully be tomorrow, uh, we will uh, just put the instructions on there. What we want you to do is follow the guys at Warrior Bowl, pretty straightforward. Follow us at Five Year Rush, again, pretty straightforward. Um, and I want you to put the hashtag Ultimate Warrior in the replies with the best <laughs> Ultimate Warrior gift. We are all entitled to sexual health, just as much as physical and mental health. 
We want to make it easier for folks to find resources. However they engage with us, there's no wrong door. So it's important that people are able to get access to care that is affirming. Talking about what their sex life is, about their concerns, and to make sure they're healthy. Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your sexual health matters. Visit doitforyoumc.org. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Easy. So, hashtag Ultimate <laughs> Warrior in the replies to that tweet, and we have a Warrior Bowl, um, uh, Ultimate Warrior GIF. That's all you got to do, and we will select three winners on Friday. Um, and make sure you check your DMs on Friday, and we will uh, make sure you get a spot. We'll give them away Friday, and then Daniel giving away the last two Warrior Bowl spots uh, at the UK FFC on Saturday in the raffle. Yeah. Um, someone's well, just asking to make your own AFFC, if Can you make your own gift? You absolutely. Gift. If you want to make yeah. your own Warrior Bowl gift, uh, absolutely. Um, in fact, we encourage it. Um, the more silliness, the better. Uh, absolutely, we're all about fun and folks in this show. No idea Love how it. to do that. Uh, I, yeah. it's, it's quite easy on iPhone. You can record yourself and then turn it into a gift if it's short enough. Um, nice. Cool. So, rounds 9 to Let's 12. Let's look at the 9 to 12 data then, shall we? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, 9, nine to 12. Um, everyone's here for this is where things do go well so funny enough actually robert woods is a is a bit of a faller um at the moment which i think is fascinating so right so these are the biggest risers christian kirk uh, alan lazard the other one is crazy sky more every other rookie we mentioned is down yeah we said alave burks wilson all on the fall and sky more is up around nearly it's gone up nearly around the wow. the hype on Sky Moore. He is like catching fire at the moment. He's going to break a hundred in ADP, which at that point is just absolute nuts. Um, Jarvis he's Landry, we talked about. Him. You've yeah. talked about how much a, a value Jarvis Landry is. Like he's Australia. gone up. He's gone up three quarters of a round. I still think his ADP is probably a bit low. Yeah, um, me too. Alexander Matteson is climbing, and maybe that's. But that makes sense with Dalvin Cook falling. Yeah, Tyler Boyd is rising. Uh, Melvin Gordon, obviously, he'd been signed at some point this month, so yeah, he's gone up half a round. People listen to us, uh, Zach Ertz, Christian Watson. Again, I think he's a value for me, Christian Watson. I think I'd rather, have yeah, Christian but that, Watson. that increase is nowhere near Sky Moore's and nowhere near the decrease of the others, and he was no. so low behind him anyway, he's just kind of evening out a little bit. So, his position is not that much different to Sky Moore's. Yeah, absolutely. It's Everyone really knows. not. In fact, Christian Watson's for me is much better. He's got better draft capital. He was drafted higher up the board, more yep. investment, and I think he's yep. got a clear path to be number one. Which I don't think I can say that about Sky more. Um, nope. Cole Komet, one I keep talking about, he's gone up three spots, and I think he needs to keep rising for me. Uh, well, I don't. I keep where he is. I'll, I'll take him on every single yep. team. Rashad Penny, yep. don't get this at all. I don't get why people are buying Rashad Penny. Uh, look at the fallers. Um, you see a Russell big drop James here. Up as much as I thought. Yeah, I, I'm really happy to see this. Like yes, he can just he can stay in that range. Wide receiver 53. Yeah, that's where he was in start. That's barely June. flexible. If you start, even if you're starting three wide receivers, it's barely. Yeah, flexible. I mean that's where he was start of June, 
and he's probably uh, maybe up or down one in that range. So yeah. um, I think it's phenomenal value there. Um, Michael Gallup falling probably a little bit through his injury. I think he's a real value if you can start because you're getting him at wide receiver. Yeah. You're getting him a wide receiver forty nine. Yeah. So you're getting him in, in wide receiver four range. Mm-hmm. He's going to outperform that. Tyler Algier falling, I'm surprised that falling, which I think is mad that he's falling. Um, I think the hype on Albert O has probably burst. Mike Gizicki, late, this yeah. one's mental for me. I don't understand why Jacoby Myers is falling. I think he's a huge value. Um, Rashad White, people realize he's not going to be the guy. Jameson Williams yeah. is injury related. Robert Woods, I don't get. No. Justin Fields, yeah, fair enough, because he's got another throw to. And Michael Carter, again, that correlates yeah. with the rise that we've seen with Brees Hall. Hunter Henry, Kirk, I mean, these sort, these sorts of players. Everyone's hyped on, on Isaiah Spiller. Everyone's hyped on him. And all you're seeing in the last week or two about, go draft Isaiah Spiller, go draft Isaiah Spiller. No one's listening. No. He's falling. He's falling quite considerably. Um, By the way... <laughs> Justin Tucker hasn't dropped 158 spots in um, in uh, Superflex. Superflex. He just didn't have an ADP. He wasn't getting drafted uh, in uh, in Superflex. Right, sorry, kick-off. A lot so of Superflex leagues don't have kickers, so he get just wasn't. Out. They weren't. You know, probably didn't have enough ADP to give a, a definitive answer there. Um, we know about these two, which is why we disqualified them. Yep. Tyler Higby's really falling. Um. George Pickens falling, James Robinson falling, no fan falling. All these sorts of players, I can kind of half get it. Um, not Kirk Cousins for me. I think they pass the ball a lot more next year. Yeah. Um, so I'm not sure I, I'm buying that fall um, at QB 16, QB 17 range. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty comfy taking him there um, easily, I think, in fact, uh, if I was taking a second QB. Um, but I talk about it in the book about if you're taking a – a big, uh, big QB, and it's a really late buy, like 10, 11 onwards. You don't need to draft a second QB. It's pointless. No. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Spiller, I'm just not convinced he's going to do much uh, this year. Kenny Golladay, I think we could half understand. Well, I think he's at a point now where he's probably the one on that team. He's probably draftable again now at that price. He, at that price, I think he probably yeah. is. He probably, yeah. Why not? Yeah, Someone... point... yeah. Yeah. You're talking they paid him too much not to use him. 132. So you're talking 12th round now. Yeah. So yeah, he's going to be wide receiver five on your on your pick as you go yeah, through on the standard kind of field. Yeah, he's yeah. going at 54. I think he's in. Yeah, I'd, I'd say he's, yeah, he's at the point there where I'm actually quite happy to take a. I'll take, take an upside flexible pick. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, no fan. I think that's ridiculous that he's that low. There's personally, I think they're going to throw the ball, but who knows? Uh, Higby, I think it's mental that he's falling, but there you go. But it is what it is. Pickens, I don't think he's going to get the ball much, um, and I think people again, this is rookie, this is rookie hype, and it, it's it's yeah. correct. That might me. That, I'd, I'd be interested to see next year how that changes if if Claypool don't stay there. But for now, I understand 100%. that. So I think I think again, you're going to see the wilder swings in ADP in this range. Again, I think this correlates the story that. You're not going to see big swings in ADP in this range. You're going to see a few, but not many. A lot of it's going to remain pretty static, which means when you're preparing for drafts for the rest of the summer, barring an injury or barring a significant event happening, 
you can take this ADP pretty much to the bank in most leagues, and it's going to remain pretty static. Yeah. This there's going to be some movement, especially in sort of those later rounds, rounds uh, seven and eight. You're going to get some of these wide receivers start to pop up where people are really wanting to plump on the value. Um, and I think there's some good value to be had on a lot of these players. Um, but as a, as a result, this is where rookies have been drafted, overly drafted too high. This happens every single year, by the way. Um, yeah. That if you're drafting in June and you're taking a load of rookies in redraft, they're going to go down in price. It's just what happens. Um, I like the FS best ball that time of year. Yeah, so exactly. much value. Yeah. So much value you, you get so much more uh, value because people are plumping for the rookies and then people yeah. start to get uh, a bit wise there. Um, and then rounds 9 through 12 is where you get some really crazy swings. Um, so again, as you said, it's go get your guy time, right? So I'm not surprised yeah. to see a round difference in that, especially if someone on a turn who's not going to get it come back. Go get your guy. I can understand that all day long. And especially wide receiver 51, 52 cost is where yeah. he was at the start of the month. I mean, he's going yeah. there going much higher now, but these guys, are, you're talking about two wide receiver ones on their team, potentially. Um, Jarvis Landry, easily going to be in competition to get a lot of targets. Melvin Gordon's just got a new deal. You know, yeah. These sorts of yeah. players do make a lot of sense to Tyler Boyd's ADP for what, for what he will bring. He's easily returning over wide receiver 55 numbers. He's a 3-4 he's a, he's a fringe. Um, mm-hmm. So you've got a lot of guys in here that you can gamble on to, to do well. And if they don't, then... It doesn't matter. You'll cut them. They, these are all pretty much cuttable guys. I mean, we're talking round nine here. Um, so if you look at the ADP, you're talking about pick 97. Pick, you know, That's where we're talking about here. These guys, probably this round matters, I would say. Round nine. Once you're in the double digits, I'm quite happy to take flyers on almost anyone. So... Mm-hmm. Some interesting stuff, I think, in this date, and we'll continue. We'll probably do another show like this in a month or two's time. Oh right yeah, yeah, very again. Right before we and start, see how it. And I track this date all the time. I'll make this data public as well. I'll mm-hmm. um, I'll share it out so people can can look at it. Yeah, that's. I mean, obviously for fifty five. Um. So I think there's quite a bit of, of what's going on. Um. Great point here about don't trust evaluators in KC. They haven't hit that many wide receivers. Um, I love this by the way beer coming your way Gary it's a good chat I've enjoyed tonight's show I think it's been a lot of fun oh lost you Dan you still there? I'm still here sorry oh yeah. good wife hospital uh, it? oh Michael said in uh, ironically been trying to stack Kirk with Lawrence and ETN and JTT Cup and we should be sniped. Oh, I didn't start <laughs> fellow Bronco oh it's outrageous have a word. Uh, yeah, I think right. the thing I would say with all of these things is is just these trends are really important just to keep an eye on because if you're working on old data or you're, you're making these assumptions, you know, if you did a mock draft at the start of June and went, right, I've got my head ready for redraft now. I'm used to these are where the players are going to go. As you can see, it changes. It changes quite considerably. Like Dalvin Cook is not one that people have been going Oh wow, he's a real faller. And like for me, moving three de- moving three spots down in the third round is a, is effectively the same as going up. It was up last year though, right? When it, with CMC, Saquon, and Zeke, and then last year they moved down to the five and six sort of spot, which is massive. From two to five, two to six is a huge differential. Yeah, and, and that is huge. You're exactly right. That that is a monumental slide. 
um, mm. that you don't see very often. I think this is why this data is important. So I'm going to publish it. Um, I'm going to publish it exactly as you've seen it. You can play with the filters. Um, yep. So ha have a play. Look at the filter. This is all from Sleepers. This is Sleepers ADP. It's publicly available. Um, I'm not done anything proprietary. <laughs> Always going to get us in any trouble at all. It's publicly available. Um, all I've done is just add some filters and just done a comparison on the totally two months. Yeah. On the on the month, so yeah, we'll, we'll make this awesome. available to everybody um, so you can see it. But um, I guess just a brief reminder on uh, from you about uh, what's going on on Saturday, big day Saturday. Yeah, UK FFC. If you're not coming, there are literally a handful of tickets left at underscore UK FFC is the place to go. The links all on there for tickets. Um, How many London, is a handful? We're talking what five, six. I think we're eight or nine available. We're in single deals. Yep, available tickets yeah. left. Right, um, come on, let's 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 sell. I know it'd be so great. Wouldn't it? it would be so good to sell out. I mean, we're amazed at where we've got to. Um, we've got okay. panels being announced. We've got stalls there selling and promoting themselves. Murph and Five Yard obviously are a part of both of those. Uh, we've got a charity raffle on going. It's a Warrior Bowl prizes. We've got Bob Lung's book. I've put a couple of them in myself. We've got hoodies and t-shirts and dlf subscriptions and idp guys subscriptions and all that lot available in the raffle um and we've also got a charity auction coming where people have been kind enough crazily kind enough it's it, it's overwhelming mm -hmm. we have been gifted a signed urban smith vikings jersey a signed calvin ridley falcons jersey a signed jerry bosa chargers jersey and a signed dan marino miami dolphins helmet um, which we're going to auction all of those off one by one and this. during the day. We've got a Tyler Heineke helmet going in the raffle to win, signed. Uh, and do you know special about this? Look Go at on. the team. It's a Washington football team that no longer exists. No longer exists. One year, years. one special. Was it yeah, two or one? No, two years the football team lasted. Okay. So that this is this will be worth something. In, uh, Limited edition, so yeah, it will be. So even though it's Tyler Hunt, like he played quite a lot of games last season. So uh, again, and it's a it's a it's a flash alternative helmet as well. So it's uh, nice, nice. Well, That'd be a raffle prize. Raffle so tickets are a fiver. You can win that for a fiver. Absolutely. Not so, a bad day. Um, so, so yeah, yeah, get involved. Join in. Marlboro Sports Bar and Grill, twelve till five on Saturday. Wear some shorts. It's going to be warm. It is going <laughs> um, to be hot. 34. Come get your last few tickets, guys. Yeah, please. It's Absolutely. So while you're there, uh, buy a copy of the Fantasy Football Playbook. That is going to be on sale at a special event price. That'll be cheaper than it is on Amazon. And you can walk yep. away, and I'll even sign it for you as well. I'll bring my best pen if you want it, and I won't be offended if you say, no, I don't want you to sign it. Um, but I'm happy to sign uh, anything. Of course I will. Um, and then... Uh, Thank you very much. Uh, much appreciated. You've really won your place. Um, you don't have to suck up anymore. <laughs> you don't have to suck up. <laughs> um, you can buy the playbook. It is on Amazon. Uh, yep. It is available. It was on discount. I'm not sure if it's still on discount. Um, but we also sell it through the store as well. If you don't want to reach for the price of the printed copy, and I understand that, um, it is available in the shop for $9.99. That gets you the digital 
version yeah. as well. So you can take advantage uh, of that one uh, there as well. And if anybody, anybody buys books, if you're listening to this and you've bought the book, and I don't know that you've bought the book, you need to tell me. You need to show me a copy of the receipt or copy of the book um, and share it with me. And I will enter you into a very special tournament I'm doing for all book buyers. There's going to be signed merchandise. I want to get it set up in the next sort of 10 days or so. Um, once a couple of these charity drafts are out of the way, um, I'm going to do prior signed merch. So the signed merch is going to be um, signed Deontay Johnson jersey, signed CJ Mosley jersey. They are nice. confirmed and in. There will be other bits of merch in there as awesome. well as prizes. I'm going to try and do some form of probably can't stretch to a belt but maybe do something like a ring or something mm -hmm. or a cup or a trophy we'll do something some uh, form of recognition yes so it's going to be cool it's going to be multi-league it's going to condense down to one league so um still playing awesome. with the format a little bit but it's going to be a bit challenging but a lot of fun so um do try to out um do buy the book chance to win a really uh, place in a really cool league with some cool prizes. Um, and you, there's no entry fee because the entry fee is covered by you buying the book. So awesome. doesn't matter if you bought the digital or the Amazon. Fair. Oh, and please write a review for the book on Amazon. Would really appreciate that. That'll just help it rise in the charts even further. We're trying to get it up to uh, be a three-time bestseller. Um, but cool. I don't think it's going to happen this year because of the fact that um, <laughs> um, I think what's happened is that someone's released an FPL diary um, that At helps the same FPL time. players. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, it helps FPL, and unfortunately they've categorized it as American football. Um, uh, so lots of, yeah. How inconsiderate. Little buggers. So, yeah. So you can buy the book, keep an eye out for the tweet, Murph. Was it Ultimate Warrior hashtag? Yeah, someone's always and done it. Your favorite um, Ultimate Warrior gif, whether that be your yep. own or one that's readily available. Um, free spots for Warrior Bowl left to go, and they will be announced Friday. So you've got until Thursday night to enter. Okay. So if you're listening to this on the podcast, you've got until midnight, even if it's early morning Friday, like early hours. You've Friday, got until Murph five. wakes up, and trust me, Murph wakes up early with his linens. So. Really early. Well, you've probably got a couple of hours after that. I, I would say I'm not going to look at it past like nine o'clock. On Fair Friday morning. Go. So for those in America, you will have the night um as well. So I'll be asleep. And basically when I look at it Friday morning, yeah. I'm not gonna put a cutoff time. It will be Friday morning I look at it and I will uh do it. So if I see it and it's entered by then, but I would say for your own safety, get it done by Thursday night. Um, just so you know it's in. Don't try and uh beat me in the morning because <laughs> like, like Dan says I'm up early, and if I if I start work a little bit earlier then you might not get yep. time to, to look at it. So um, awesome. really appreciate thank you, you all. Thank you very much. Thanks for joining in the wow. guessing. I know it's tough. Um, it, it was, was tough fun. on purpose because the prize is awesome. And I wasn't going to just put something out there like, uh, yeah, I don't know, what's my favorite color or who's my favorite team. Like It just it doesn't warrant the prize. I wanted it to be a bit of a discussion. I'm glad it lost as long as it did as well because it kept the chat going and kept people uh, yeah. watching. Well done, and if you're watching the well done Gary and... In turn, I guess, well done, Michael. And well done, Michael. And they're already making a friendship. So um, that's what it's all about. Thanks yeah. very much. Uh, anything else you want to say, Dan, before um, we sign off? Dan, sir. Over to you. Cool. So thanks for joining. This is the first time you've ever listened to us. Appreciate it. Hope to see you back next week. We're going to have a great guest next week. We're going to kick off our positional series. We're going to mm -hmm. look at each position of redraft. Um, got a great guest just finalizing 
the details of who it is. It's someone who is uh, my, uh, I guess he's my boss. Ah. Uh, at, at Fantasy Pros, uh, which nice. is finalising that. Um, yep. So fingers crossed that that is, uh, we're just finalising it. So hopefully that will all be done for next week. But we've got some great guests lining up over the next few weeks. We're going to bring an expert in and just break down uh, each position uh, in redraft and uh, let's get our pencil sharpened let's enjoy the redraft season enjoy our Christmas day in fantasy football and don't forget as always keep rushing Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.